0: On today's podcast, we interview the co-owner of RAR Organics, Rachel, who owns an organic protein bar company with a much deeper purpose. It is one of our favorite protein bars with the cleanest ingredients that we feel safe given our children, and the purpose behind their brand is just amazing. So take a listen, and you'll feel good about buying these bars. Live your life within the moment, moment. And don't go wait until
1: the morning, morning, you never know when it is
2: over, over. All that I know is... Welcome to the Food Code. Today we are very excited. You guys have heard us talk about how our kiddos love the new protein bars that we found a few months ago, Raw Organics. And so we have Rachel, one of the co-founders uh, and owners of the company with us today. And we are going to talk how all things RAR, um, how the company got started, their bold pursuit mission, all of the um, things that they do to give back to children who are in need, uh, which we, we love so much. So we're excited. Thank you so much, Rachel, for joining us. Welcome to the Food Code.
0: Thanks for having me. Of course. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, how, how this all got started? Like what made you get into the business of creating protein bars? <laughs>
1: Oh, it always cracks me up. (laughs) So I actually had a degree in marketing and finance and um, I was a distance runner with an injured back. So I got into weightlifting, which kind of led me into bodybuilding shows for a bit. And I had a hard time finding a high protein, lower sugar bar in the market that had actually clean ingredients because most of the bars had fillers and binders or fake sweeteners. And if you found one that actually had good ingredients, they were like protein bar, but it had eight grams of protein or 25 grams of sugar. So I was just really frustrated. And that's kind of how it all started was just a a small frustration in my diet. I didn't feel like I had a bar that I felt confident I could eat every day and enjoy and like the ingredients. And so I just started dabbling in the kitchen. And I had no intent to do anything further other than just make a little grab and go snack for me and my husband.
0: Love that. So in terms of kind of the pursuit of this mission you guys have, um, kind mm-hmm. of the, the bold pursuit, can you talk a little bit about that initial phase of when you guys went to Africa and yeah. how that kind <laughs> of changed your whole life of what you did when you came back?
1: For sure. So. When we first started dabbling in the kitchen and had a bar, um, like I said, we didn't have plans to do anything really with it. And then after a year we kind of would start to joke like, Hey, maybe we should do something on the side, which I laugh at now. I'm like, there's no way it could have been a side gig. But anyways, um, we always had a heart for the nations and for missions work. So we would usually, you know, when we had Corporate jobs, we'd go overseas one or two times a year. And when we first started dating, we both found out we had hearts for like Africa and wanted to do like a lot of um, more long term trips in the future, like long term as in like three months, not like a week. And so it was something that was already in our heart. And then when we finally had some kind of confirmation that we were supposed to pursue the bar, um, we were like, hey, we should go to Africa first. Um, we just felt like we were supposed to not just quit our career and just jump in and like build this thing, but that we should just take some time to kind of step away first. So we went to Mozambique, Africa with a really awesome nonprofit. We served there for 3 months and we'd been in really poor nations before. I'd been to Africa before, but every time you experience poverty, it changes you. I mean, I mean it just you can't go there and not be changed every single time. So it was probably the poorest I've ever seen though. Cause we went into the bush bush and yeah, we served for three months and we were like, what is this all about? Cause we knew something in that would be connected to the business. And by the end of the trip, we knew we we're like, okay, not only are we going to give back with the bar, but at some point, cause right now we, we give 10% net proceeds to two different organizations working with hungry kids. Um, and we'll get into this later, but we want to develop a bar for hungry kids and like the long-term, long-term vision would be not just making like a meal replacement bar that gets sent and donated, but like maybe 10, 15, 20 years down the road, we want to get the ingredients for that bar. Like we want to have the agriculture coming from these African countries. So we're empowering people, giving them jobs and they're running the manufacturing facility. There's managers, there's executives, and it's like full circle. They're growing the crops, manufacturing and feeding their own people. So it's a system that is um, self-sustainable. But yeah, so right now it's just kind of like the baby stages of that. We're donating to these organizations that are sending bean and rice packs home with kids. And um, we have good relationships with who we donate to right now. So Someday when we have the meal replacement bar, it would be easy to continue to partner with them and have our products sent out with theirs.
2: I love that. That's amazing. Yeah, absolutely amazing. That long-term vision and it'll happen for you guys. God's got a plan, mm-hmm. right? Uh, he's put it in your heart. You've been there. So that's, that's powerful. Um so I know that you, you know, just on your website, you, and you know, I've already mentioned this a little bit, uh, you weren't able to find a bar, which Beck and I would both agree, like everything that um, you know, as functional practitioners, we want to feel good about what we're recommending. And we've had bars in the past that we've liked and tasted good, but again, the ingredients aren't necessarily uh, wholesome. So tell us a little bit about how you developed this. You know, what, what's in the bars, the ingredients, obviously we know because we have them in our homes um, and our little kiddos eat them. But tell us a little bit more just about how you kind of came up with the bar, as you say.
1: Yeah, it's kind of funny. So the bar just happens to be vegan, but it wasn't intentional. Um, And I know that scares a lot of people with that vegan term or plant-based but it was really just because I was sensitive to dairy and gluten and it was so hard to find a bar without whey protein in it that actually tasted good and so I knew right away that I would want some kind of plant-based protein powder in it and we landed on pea protein we tried to do a blend and brown rice just made everything gritty And so that's why it's just the pea protein and like pumpkin protein was just really bitter. And we dabbled with all sorts of different things. And pea protein seemed to be the most subtle in our bar. And it has a really good amino acid profile. That's how we landed on that. And then I knew that I wanted like a natural fiber source in the bar, which is why there's flaxseed in it instead of like some kind of strange processed-y gooey fiber (laughs) that you might see in some of the other bars out there and then um, I'm just a peanut butter lover so that was our first flavor was our dark chocolate peanut butter bar so the base of each bar is um, pea protein flaxseed Himalayan sea salt there's just a teeny bit in there and then a nut butter and every bar will have those ingredients can you hear me okay yeah yeah Okay. And the nut butters in the bar vary. So we have like different nut butters. And then for the liquids in the bar, a lot of that doesn't change either. They all have um, organic coconut nectar and organic unsulfured blackstrap molasses. And we chose those sweeteners because my husband used to be really sensitive to higher glycemic foods. He was pre-type two diabetes and he reversed it through eating low glycemic whole organic foods. And so we wanted real food sweeteners that were not going to spike you. And I just, there's no way I was going to put like sugar alcohols in the bar or even sucralose or stevia, like even stevia, a lot of people are okay with, but I just think it tastes fakey. And that's kind of how we landed on those ingredients. And there's a tiny bit of coconut oil in there just to kind of help solidify it. But the base of each bar will have the pea protein, flaxseed and nut butter, um, Himalayan sea salt. And then coconut nectar, blackstrap molasses, and coconut oil. And then depending on the flavors that we have, um, it'll either have like maybe dried fruit or spices. So like our dark chocolate raspberry bar has um, freeze-dried raspberries that are ground up in it. Our pumpkin bar has pumpkin powder with pecans and pumpkin spice. And so everything that's added to bring a robust flavor is coming from real food or essential oils or real spices. Do you have a favorite flavor? Um, I'm so boring I eat the dark chocolate peanut butter one every day still
0: (laughs) I love the banana nut I'm like a huge (laughs) banana bread person so banana nut (laughs) like gives me that little that little kick Um, my daughter eats all of them the only thing that I will that's it's my daughter problem it's not a bar problem is then she just drools (laughs) peanut butter everywhere because she's like 18 months old So it just like gets so thick with her spit and the food. But that's any food, but like the bars, any protein bar. And like I mainly give her these because of the ingredients. But yeah, Yeah. it just turns into like peanut butter everywhere. Hilarious. (laughs) They're so
2: good though. My son loves the birthday cake one. Anything with sprinkles Mm -hmm. between you guys and the birthday cake bar and um, the granola butter, oat house birthday Mm -hmm. cake. I'm like, Okay. You are breaking the bank over here <laughs> because he wants these every day. Um, if you guys are listening though, I think we've talked about like our favorite flavors. I highly recommend starting with the sample pack um, because you get so many different flavors there. For me, I, I like all of them. There's not really one that I didn't like. I'm just not a chocolate mint person, but I love the cookie dough. I'm just a cookie dough girl and peanut butter chocolate chip is uh, phenomenal too. So if you guys haven't tried There's links in the show notes with our coupon code. We are not doing anything in terms of profit off this. We give you guys 10% off, and then the company is giving the 10% to the organizations. So just a little plug there uh, for you. You guys
0: make them all to order, which is amazing. How does that work? Everything is
1: handmade in our facility. And so kind of how that works is um, if you order before Monday at midnight. So like anywhere from like Tuesday of this week till next Monday at midnight. um, I run all of our data Monday night for that week's production. And so then we kind of just figure out how much of each flavor we need. And then by Friday, your bars will ship. So literally your bars will be five days or fresher when they ship.
0: That's amazing. So In terms of kind of the, the goal with the macros and the calories, was that something that you guys had to play around with a lot? Like when you got, when you created this bar, were you still in competition or? (laughs) Good question.
1: Um, So I was still really into macros when I created the bar now I just kind of eat intuitively but it's just because of years of knowing what I'm putting in my body so my brain kind of calculates it all. But yeah I had macros in mind I really wanted the bars to be about 20 grams protein just to be like a stable snack so if you're not going to eat for a couple hours you know you're going to be satisfied and then the bars are a little higher fat than I probably originally wanted but It was the only way to really bind them without having to add junk to the bar. And actually, the fat really helps hold you over, too. So the high-protein, high-fat, you'll feel really stable for a long time. And then, but yeah, so my goal was 20 grams protein, and I wanted the carbs as low as I could keep them while still having a delightful flavor. So, like, our lowest um, net carb bar is our peanut butter, almond butter, and raspberry, which I think, let's see, I'm so nerdy, I have these at my desk. Um, 11 net carbs for raspberry and almond butter, um, and 12 net carbs for our double dark chocolate mint, 11 net carbs for peanut butter. So, those are, like, the lowest net carb ones, Um, but, yeah, none of them are too crazy, and the lowest sugar um, is 9 grams, which is also the raspberry peanut butter, mint, and almond butter. And that, like I said, is just coming from real food, low glycemic sweeteners.
2: Yeah. I love that. Um, I have just, and this is kind of like a personal question. My husband, uh, just handed this to me, but one of our practitioners also will appreciate this and you can totally say, I don't know. And we can move on from this, but what we see a lot of times, especially when we're dealing with clients that have a lot of gut, uh, issues is they struggle to find a good bar that doesn't have sunflower lecithin. Uh, I know you guys Mm -hmm. use cashew butter. That's kind of a separate question, but we do see that a lot as well. Um, Any insight into why sunflower lecithin is in so many things?
1: Yeah. So it's supposed to be like an emulsifier. And so it's supposed to help bind. And so that's why you'll see it. And so like, because our bars are handmade, we don't have emulsifiers, but in order to scale, most people need to have machinery. And so they're trying to find like the cleanest way to emulsify or bind the product. And they're probably landing on that because it's like the least evil, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. at least, you know, a lot of businesses
0: probably find that to be like the cleanest
1: emulsifier.
0: Yeah. Have you guys thought about how you would have to change scale? anything if, if necessary?
1: Yeah, we are in the process of trying to figure that out. It'll probably be a three to six month journey and we're not willing to compromise our ingredients. So that'll be really interesting. I don't know if we'll just have to maybe like add one extra gram of um, sugar through the coconut nectar and then maybe just a extra gram of fat, something like that. Yeah. So yeah, it'll be interesting bridge to cross.
0: Absolutely. And I think that, you know, we try to spread the word as much as possible, and when you have a good product, and to be totally honest, like it is literally the only protein bar that I've found that has clean ingredients that does Thank not you. have any fillers or fake sugars or well, anything or like that. Well, or just doesn't taste horrible. Yeah. I mean, I've had some in my
2: day that were just like one bite and throw it away. <laughs> yeah. It's not chalky or gritty
0: or dirty. Sometimes you feel like you're dirt, but you're like, it's good for me, or... <laughs> That's yeah. how I feel about Ezekiel bread. I'm sorry for people that like Ezekiel <laughs> bread; it tastes like cardboard, and I will never eat that. <laughs> and
1: well, it's not even we eat it, but
0: it's literally like that. You're like, this is
1: good for me. I'm getting it down. I, if Smother I can it with toast avocado. it and
0: put some almond butter yeah. or peanut butter on it, I can handle it. But like, <laughs> just I can't. There's, I, I find there's some, and I don't know. We do Aldi. I don't know if you have Aldi by you, but we have Aldi yeah. grocery store, and their gluten free breads actually not too bad, or their bagels. Okay. So. I, I utilize those a little bit more. I just remember when I first went gluten-free and, like, you're trying to, like,
2: find something that's comparable for you to feel like you could have a sandwich or something. And then you're just eating with your coworkers, like, falling
0: apart all over the table. <laughs> yeah. Gluten-free just yeah. does not stick together well. So, anyways. Oh, my goodness. Um, so in terms of kind of the the mission, I know you mentioned the meal replacement ultimately for – kids um Mm -hmm. so can you just tell I'm I'm just curious again the kind of a personal question I'm curious your experience in Africa and you mentioned like it really is these kids don't have much at all so they I mean through your guys's support and stuff like that they can get the bean and rice packets that get sent home but is that like not common for a lot of kids to have adequate food I'm assuming probably and you know Yeah, I can
1: definitely, I can share a personal story that really changed me. So um, when we were in Mozambique, there was one day that was like a holiday. And so a lot of people weren't working and we went into the village. It wasn't like bush, bush village. This one, they had like some electrical power and they were in walking distances to like a marketplace, but in the actual bush, like they're really secluded, like living off like the land. And so we were just going door to door and we had picked up like some food and we were going to go visit one of the mamas who had like six kids. She was a lot of these women are single moms because it sounds terrible, but there's a lot of rape because you're in a little hut and you don't have protection. So there's a lot of single moms with lots of kids and not a lot of dads around. So it's really hard for them to make ends meet. And when we went to visit one of the moms and bring food. Um, We asked them when they had had their last meal and they were like, well, it's a holiday today and um, we actually haven't eaten yet. It was like 4 p.m. in the afternoon. So they hadn't had breakfast. They hadn't had lunch and they weren't planning to have dinner. They were waiting for the next day. I think it was because the school actually was giving the kids um, breakfast and lunch. So they were just going to go a full day without food. And we were like, oh, my gosh, that's insane. And we gave them the food and there was a crowd of probably 15 little kids from the neighborhood that were standing from a distance watching. And I was just trying not to lose it because the mom fed her kids and then she went and fed the remainder of the meal to all of the neighborhood kids. And I'm like thinking, gosh, I think I would have just, you know, (laughs) selfishly kept it for my own kids, right? Maybe gave them like a little nibble here and there, but it was just like such a community, and then um another thing that really broke me was when we did go to the bush bush, we went twice the second time their well had dried up. Not every bush bush or like village has a well. this one had one, but it had dried up, and so the moms were walking twice a week to the river, and they would get up at two a m walk for four hours, oh my get there at six, fill their baskets and walk back, and it was like 80, 90 degree heat, high humidity. They would bring back only what they could carry on their head. And being in health, you guys get it. Um, I mean, I could drink a gallon a day easily, and that's just my drinking water. That's not my bathing, it's not my cooking, it's not my dishes. And they carry back what they can handle, and it's supposed to last them for the next three days till they return for all of that for their family, cooking, cleaning, bathing. And I'm just like, that is insane. And and then we're handing out dried re- rice and beans. And I'm like, wow, they have to use that water source to create this meal. So that's what makes me excited about having like a meal replacement bar. Um, I want it to be very calorie dense. I'm not worried about the macros in Africa, like it's going to be high carb, high fat, high protein, probably three, four or 500 calories, something they don't need to refrigerate that they can eat readily. They don't need water for, they can just open it up and eat it for an American. It probably wouldn't be super good tasting, but they've never eaten sugar. So they're not looking for a sweet bar. They're not looking for that, but we're kind of thinking we want to use like foods that their body's already digesting and recognizing. So probably some kind of like peanut flour, rice flour, and then some coconut oil, coconut nectar. um, And then maybe put like a little superfood blend in there, something along those lines. That's kind of what we've brainstormed so far until we, you know, probably pick the brains of someone who's, I don't know, maybe like a PhD or working over there. But that's kind of what we're thinking in regards to like a, a meal replacement right now, um, But yeah, those two stories really wrecked me. The mom going hungry with her kiddos on a holiday, like 4th of July, I would not go hungry. I tell you, that's the day to be celebrating, right? And then it was like their independence day and they were going hungry. And then the one where the moms had to walk to get water, that really wrecked me too.
0: And I mean, you know, I I think obviously a lot of people pick what they eat here in America by price and by, you know, convenience and all of that. And I think that this is just a reminder If you're listening, when, you know, you purchase these bars, not only are they amazing ingredients, but it's giving to something that is extremely meaningful. Um, And I don't think that that is probably the case with very many companies. Um, You know, I like to believe that there's some good people out there. Uh, But, you know. We, we know the story. It's right now, at least, still like a, a, a smaller, moderate company. Um, I hope that you guys grow as big as your heart's desire so you can help as many people as possible. But I just want, I, I was curious, and I think that those are both really powerful stories for people to hear and understand that when you're purchasing these, you're also helping um, more than just yourself because they are really yummy. I need to order more. <laughs> I accidentally set mine up
2: for a weekly auto ship, and I was like, wait, why do no. I have. Why is it shipping every week? I was like, oh, I need to adjust that. But um, no, they are delicious. And I just, we wanted to have you on because obviously, um, you know, as nutritional practitioners, but also small business owners, we want to support companies who have great missions and uh, values and... Have a great product too. So, as we wrap up here, if you can just let everybody know where they can find you, connect with you. And for everyone listening, there are links in the show notes to go and purchase your bars today with our link uh, that will give you 10% off as well.
1: Yeah. So, our Instagram is Organics, Um, And then our website's just rarorganics.com. And then if you look for us on Facebook, you just drop the S because someone already stole RAR Organics. So, it's just <laughs> at RAR Organic. How did you come up with the name RAR? Um, yeah, so I had a list of probably like 100 different names. And I like that RAR bar rhymes, but also connecting back to Africa, just like the lion. And then also just like, I feel like a lion is very athletic. So it's like works with a sporty bar,
0: but also kind of with like the mission and vision. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I was just curious. Well, thank you so much. This was... Yeah, Thank you away.